Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, as always, a man who, like his hero, Kevin Owens, is ready to just be friends with Braun Strowman again for whatever reason, Derek Halpin. I am not ready to be friends with Braun Strowman for whatever reason. Fuck Braun Strowman. Hey, if your hero's friends with him, you're friends with him. You follow your buddy blindly. Apparently, he's not friends with him. Apparently, he does whatever he wants, according to him. He and follows right now, his own he, rules. <laughs> well, he learned that he gets his ass kicked by this guy, so, you know, what he wants Appar- is to not get his ass kicked again, so he just minds his fucking business. Apparently, he has a thing against the Shield, which is apparently what most of the roster feels, and justifiably so. Like, it's okay when those three dudes come together to beat up on everybody else, but not when it happens to them. If I'm if I'm reading if I'm reading the creative right, who in that roster right now that's you know jumping into that group that's fighting the shield is like, hey, I got a buddy now. Is it Kurt Hawkins? Like who who down there is like, I'm just glad to be part of something. Conveniently, it's just all of the heels. Gender looks really happy to be a part of the uprising. Well, that, I mean that seems like it would be his deal. Like he he seems like he I mean he had some beef with Roman and he kind of just wants to fuck shit up once in a while. Everyone's had some beef. You know, they they spent how many months, maybe even a year, giving momentum to Braun Strowman as a babyface, and then when it was inconvenient for him being an over monster babyface, they just willy nilly switched that so that he could align with Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. That's hey man, some stupid shit. Sometimes we do things that are irrational. I have we- listened to so many bands for a girl that I had no interest in. This is Braun Strowman right now. You know, he wants to be in the main event picture. He's got to be a little bit of a bad boy. He had the money in the bank briefcase. He didn't need to do shit for a girl. <laughs> what, what about, he's trying to impress Alexa Bliss. He can't be a, a baby face and be like pals with the, the meanest little girl in town. He clearly already had her heart. He didn't have to do shit. He sold his soul to a guy who was way past his main event prime. Derek, hit my goddamn music. Worst intro ever. You think that was the the worst one that we've ever done? That was the worst intro ever. So you think people have already tuned out? I hope so. You hope for so? Their Get sake. The f- for their not- sake. See, look at this. You used to be a baby face, and now you're turning heel before our eyes for sure. no reason. Yeah. We have a great episode on tap today. You want to bring up fucking Raw? <laughs> Well, if your favorite wrestler Who's the there, heel now, asshole? If your favorite wrestler's there, we got to talk about him once in a while, right? No, no, I didn't watch. I got five minutes in and I tuned out, so my favorite wrestler didn't keep me around. Hey, while Derek is, you know, reflecting on what's going on with his favorite wrestler, if you could just take a minute with me here to, to just, you know, rate, review, subscribe. We love it when you do that. I know we mention it a lot, 
but we it really really helps us out it's a easy free way for you to help us out we're we're giving you this podcast every week we love you to death i think you love us too is the feeling mutual write that review and guess what right now we're doing a little something special for you if you write a review and let us know it was your review uh, on twitter instagram whatever you can pick whatever you want for us to watch and discuss I don't care if it's the best match you've ever seen, the worst match you've ever seen, uh, fucking Suburban Commando, that episode of Baywatch with wrestlers in it. I don't care. As long as it can loosely be tied into wrestling, I am willing to watch it and discuss it for you. Five-star ratings really help us out, and your reviews really encourage us. And if you've got some time, you should already be following us on our social media at Wrestle Hangout on Facebook, at Wrestle Hangout on Twitter, at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram. Follow us. We have some fun interactions with our listeners. We do some polls. We post some pictures. Lots of good stuff on there to uh, catch up with us. And uh, yeah. But I want to start off before we get into StarCast. This, uh, we want to do our first, you know, listener submitted match. So for our first uh, listener-submitted match, not really a match, uh, we got a submission from Lauren, a.k.a. Suplex and Stilettos on Instagram. She wants you and I to play Mary Fucker Kill with The Shield. Man, you, you gave me a little heads up on this, which I kind of wish you hadn't done because the answer probably would have been a lot better if you had just dropped it on me right in the middle of the episode. But I've had a few days to think about this, and I've got a pretty pretty elaborate response for Mary fucker kill with with Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns so I'm assuming you have yours thought out as well I yeah the second I got you know this proposed to me I knew immediately did it take you long to come up with it or did you have it figured out within the first like 30 seconds well I mean it took as long as it took for me to find the page in my diary where I already wrote this out oh you already had an answer yeah I mean that's this is what I sit around thinking about all day, man. Like this isn't uh this isn't of my what, first rodeo. What three male wrestlers you would marry, fuck, or kill? It's yeah. not. Have you ever noticed the game is not marry, fuck, and ignore? Like it, lit- it literally jumps from wedlock to sexual intercourse to murder. I mean, it's a rough game. It's uh, it's not for everybody, and it's always going to leave one person out. There is no middle ground on whatever your answer is. Well, I want to hear yours, man. What do you got? I hope you want me to go the, first. I hope it's not the exact same answer as mine, but maybe we'll. That's we'll, that's uh, a possibility. It is entirely so, possible. <laughs> so the first option that you're presented with is the ability to marry one of the members of the Shield, and this is going to upset some people. God damn it! I think we're already on the same path. <laughs> but I'm going to marry Roman Reigns. All right, same. Marrying Roman Reigns seems like a smart business decision. Uh, Vince would probably agree. Uh, he's probably, you know, going to be the top main event guy for a while. So, you know, he's bringing in the money. You know, since he's in that position in the company, he's good with kids. So if we decide to adopt, I imagine he'll be great with kids. Um, I don't know. He seems like a nice enough guy. I haven't heard enough. I haven't heard any stories about him being a dick. So it doesn't seem like it's going to be somebody that if I'm spending my life with with the guy. That I'm gonna re- like. I mean, I guess I'm not gonna be happy regardless because I'm being forced to play this game. But out of all the guys there, I think he's the one I'd most be okay and have the best chance of surviving with being attached to for life. <laughs> uh, just the I'm just 
you two like you know cooking together or making a pot like in the movie ghost just uh any interaction that's romantic between you two brings me a fair amount of joy but you know you can plug me in there too and uh it probably looks the same so is that your rationale well, okay, mine for Roman was, yes, I will also marry Roman. Uh, he seems like a great father. You see that picture of him drinking that teacup? He's got his pinky out with his daughter. Yeah, he's good with kids. Yeah, he's yeah. great with kids. And I, most of the same reasons. And also, you know, I feel like he comes home from the office where he got booed all day. And I feel like he's going to just give me a really good hug. So you feel like you can be there for him? I Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to be there for Roman. He's got kind eyes. I feel like by the end of this, you know, we're going to we're going to be pretty close. But I mean, we're also married, so. I also feel like it's important for for background purposes. During Starcast weekend, you were dealing with the, what was it? A rough shoulder, rough neck? Oh, I couldn't move yeah. my neck. Yeah. So you kept saying that you you wanted you wanted Kevin Nash and his big meaty mitts to that give is, you a massage. That is a quote. Meaty mitts. Rain seems like a guy who's got meaty mitts, too. So anytime you've got a sore neck or shoulder, he seems like a guy that you, you give you a nice massage. You don't think he's one of those guys that's going to start giving me the massage and we're watching TV and then, he, you know, his attention slowly starts to drift towards the TV and the rubbing starts to become more uneven and then he just quits and thinks that I didn't notice because I'm also watching TV? Clearly you've thought about this more than I have. Hey. I just thought he would give a decent massage, but I'm glad... <laughs> I'm glad that his attention span is something you're worried about. Well, he's got a lot going on. He needs something to escape to. He's and got a lot going on, and that's why you're going to have a secure future being married to him. And that's, yeah, me and him, we're going to sit down. We're going to watch Chris Lee Knows Best. We're going to have a great time. We laugh every time he says coochie cutters. Was 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 picking Roman for the person you had married, did at any point in that selection, were you concerned about his hair? Because to me, that was that was the one thing that got me like hell. I was like, ah, I'm probably going to have to like share a bed with this guy if we're married. And, and he's perpetually seems... wet. Right. He's, he's just going to get the goddamn sheets wet every fucking night when he comes to bed because that's his superpower. Yeah. No it's shampoo, just... all conditioner. <laughs> and he'll every day he insists to you like, no, it's all, it's all about the conditioner. I don't use shampoo. It's like, well, it smells, man. If we're going to be so, sharing this bed and I have to be, you know. I bet you he does smell good, though. He looks like he smells good. He looks like I, he, uh, hopefully he's wearing that Bullet Club cologne. Yeah. Okay, who you got next? You're going to marry Roman. So the next option you have to select from is fuck. Who am I going to be making sweet, passionate love to from the shield? And you're only left with two options at this point. I think I could confuse a lot. If, if, the, if the rules to this game were different, I would probably just pick Roman for all three to make everybody happy. Like, Roman fans would be happy because I, you know, married the guy and, and taken care of him. The, I don't know. People would be a happy. A section of the internet him. would be excited to see you make love to this man. Right, right. If, I mean, if, I could, if we could play the game that way, I would just pick Roman for all three just to fuck with everybody. But uh, I have to pick somebody to fuck. And I have decided, <laughs> I have decided that I'm going to fuck Seth Rollins. Okay, we've got, okay, we're, we've switched things up. You and I differ here, so go ahead. The most important part in this selection was that I couldn't pick Roman for this. I couldn't, because I'm afraid that if I'm fucking Roman, he's going to do that ooh-ah thing that he does right before he's 
spears somebody. That's his, and that that's seems it, like that's it's if traumatizing. You, if you will, his finisher. Yeah. No. He, you know when it's going to end. Yeah. And, and just like in the ring, it's not quite satisfying. So that's so that's important to me, is not having that happen to me. The other thing is, Dean <clears throat> seems like like somebody who. Like you, I think a lot of people's instinct would be, well, go fuck Dean because he's a wild boy. That's exactly why I don't want to fuck Dean. I don't know what I'm getting myself into. I don't know where he's going to put a finger. I don't know what kind of crazy <laughs> shit he's going to do. If he's going to sweat on me. If he's going to glare at me with those scary ass eyes of his. I, I just don't know. And now that he's muscular, like there's just, I don't, whatever. Whatever. He's he's a he's a beefy dude now and he just doesn't seem like a safe bet for me. I don't want to be doing this regardless. You're right. At some point you're going to be going out to a nice dinner and he's going to say, "I don't care where we go eat, but I'm not wearing sleeves." But that's if I No, I don't have to go out to him. This is just fucking him. He's not going to This is just a booty call. Yes. This is just I hope just I'm committed to Roman, if you recall. I go out on dates with Roman because we're married. Dean. It sounds like you're fucking breaking up the shield, my man. Whatever. Okay. I would be happy as fuck to break up the shield because it would fix things on Raw. I'll tell you that much. That's my take. <laughs> um, We're not yeah. here to complain about Raw. We're here to fuck wrestlers. If you weren't here to complain about Raw, why did you start the fucking show talking about Raw? Knowing just goddamn well that it wasn't I good. I don't give a shit. Somebody enjoyed it. It's fine. Yeah, I Raw's bet they did. fine. I bet they did. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's not the Bullet Club. Fuck it. I'm taking a drink of water. Okay. I haven't even, I haven't even gotten into why I want to fuck Dean yet. Or okay, I'm, I'm or sorry. I don't want to fuck Dean. Okay, sorry. okay. Okay, I don't want to fuck Christ. Dean. I don't want to fuck Dean. He's a little too crazy for my taste. I think it'll be traumatizing. I think he'll do some shit that I'm not ready for, and I think he'll make some weird noises and some faces. Um, Seth seems like somebody you could take home to mom and dad. He's a Midwestern boy from Iowa. Uh, he's got some handsome, good looks and, uh, he does that CrossFit Jesus shit. So he probably has some crazy positions and shit that he knows about. Like he seems like he's probably a good fuck. I don't know, (laughs) but it doesn't seem like he would do anything crazy to me. He would just know some, some Kama Sutra and whatever. Seth Seth seems like 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 my my pick, and obviously I'm gonna kill Dean because Dean is actually the member of the Shield I like the most. Dean's Believe- listening to this, and he heard you say you're gonna kill him, and I bet he out loud said, "Good luck." <laughs> <laughs> it's just messed up because the nature of this game, the, the member of the Shield I enjoy most, is the guy I have to kill. See. I think we are a little we're a little opposite on these ones because for me I like the excitement of Dean. I am uh you want a thumb jammed up your ass. <laughs> well, let, okay, let's go ahead and put this in terms of uh the movie Twilight. I'm Bella and I'm not ready for the dangerousness that is Dean Ambrose. He the whole time he's going to say like I'm not good for you, Garrett. You I'm too dangerous. And I'm like, he's you, your Edward Cullen? Oh, he's my Edward Cullen, man. <laughs> he he's glittering, he's got that kendo stick and goddamn it if he doesn't eat people sometimes. But uh he is going to take me to the worst bar I've ever been to and he is going to just deflower me in the bathroom. He's going to pull you into a a dive bar in Cincinnati and just have his way with you. 
and you're going to love it because you're into some crazy shit. And if you're wondering why kill Seth, because obviously of those three, the best wrestler, everybody loves Seth. I love Seth, but here's the problem. Everyone's going to hate you for killing the best wrestler out of that group. I know, but here's the problem. I've already seen his penis. There's no mystique. So you're upset. Like, you're not looking at saying his penis is a plus and going, well, we could work with that. Yeah, I know. But it's it's saying, like, I know exactly what I'm going to get with him. Like I have a study no, sheet. I have no clue what's going to happen with Dean. Know what I'm working with. That's the thing I have on you. He's like, yeah, hey, yeah, I'm not circumcised. <laughs> That's Dean Ambrose's <laughs> voice in my head. <laughs> him wagging his tongue at you. God. Uh, this is a weird opening to the show. Lauren, yeah. you have succeeded in uh, just really, I hope, uh, you know what? Take a, take a note from Lauren, everybody. This is what I want. Hit me this with some exactly weird. This is exactly what we need. And quite frankly, I wouldn't have any issues with doing this every week. But I want to know who you guys have in the shield. Uh, tweet at us. We're at Wrestle Hangout on Twitter. Let us know. Lauren, what were your options? She also gave us women on this, and that made me more uncomfortable. Don't want to objectify them. I'm, I have no issue objectifying. You have no problem objectifying fucking Dean Ambrose. I have no moment. issue objectifying Dean Ambrose. But you will, not, you will not put sweet, sweet Renee Young into this mix because I will not play. You already have an answer in your head if you pair her with two other people. I know you. I'm going to marry Renee. She's a, she's a fucking saint. Well. And at this point. The, the I, problem you, is, the problem is she's got, a, she's in a relationship with somebody that you're fucking. That's true. That's true. There's going to be problems, <laughs> but also there's going to be problems with Roman. There's just, uh, this is overall just a problematic game. So when the shield breaks up here in a few weeks, you can thank predetermined to pro wrestling hangout for ending the shield. And suplex and stilettos. She you know, said, I bet, "I bet Roman's sad that he's the only guy out of this whole thing that didn't get fucked." Like well, he I mean, feels like he's the it, main event. And he's the only guy who's not, you know, getting laid. But you know, maybe over time, we're married. Maybe you like, should take one for the team and change one of your answers. It's an array. I'm not changing it, man. I thought long and hard about this, and I gave you my for honest. For the sake answer. of Renee, I thought you cared about Renee. Change your answer. I. Mary Dean and fuck Roman. You, no, I hope I hope there's a new listener who's got th- to this point in the episode, and then they go, "I'm done." <laughs> I gave it a chance. You're like, I gave it a try. Too fucking I saw, weird. I saw the reviews. They they spent the first 15 minutes playing Mary Fucker Kill, but hey, listener request had to do it. Contractually obligated. I thought it was a thrill. I hope there's more to come. Thank you for the submission. Guys, leave us the five stars. Give us give us the request. Tell us what you want us to talk about. That was fun. More to come, please. Oh, I want I want to do that forever and always. But yeah, if you want to do matches, that's fine too. I'll talk about a serious match if you truly need me to do it. I got it in my heart. But you know, I like nonsense a lot more. I think nonsense fits the theme of the show quite a bit more. Do you realize, guys, that this is your opportunity to make this man watch Total Divas? That's only that I wouldn't be surprised if you went and made a fake account to make that happen. Because nobody, I, can't, I guess I can't say nobody, very few people listening to this podcast give a shit about Total Divas. This is where I think you're wrong, motherfucker. 
Well, this is their opportunity to fucking prove it, motherfucker. I, I think you're right, though. I feel like I'm going to be alone over here with all my <laughs> wrestling reality shows. <laughs> Maybe Miz and Mrs., which I have enjoyed. It's but wonderful. Whatever. Bellas right, are guys, back, by the way. Let's get into this shit. We, this is finally... This is going to be the end of our all-in episodes. Uh, we have a little bit left to give you from StarCast, so we want to talk a little bit about what happened at StarCast and play you some clips that we recorded. This is, you know, the clip show version, if this were a sitcom. Uh, yeah, but, we've... But not... Don't, don't think that it's all clips and you should change the channel, because I always turn that shit off. Leave this one on. Why would they change the channel for our clips? The clips may be the best part. That's true. It's not like clips you've already heard, like when you watch a clip show on a sitcom. So We did interviews a bad... at, at, at a wrestling convention. There's some good stuff in here. Well, where do we start with StarCast? This was just a... I, I know we well, talked for... a little bit about it here and there throughout this whole experience and through the live show, but now that... I ev- think, I oh, think it's important to kind of address the elephant in the room. This is what I think. StarCast ran from Thursday to Sunday. We really don't have any stories from Sunday because we didn't go. So <laughs> we'll start with Thursday. Too busy um, staying up late at Buffalo Wild Wings. Woo! We ate at B-dubs two nights in a row. We'll talk more about that later. Um, Thursday we rolled in, what, like a little before dinner time? Like, what would you say, like five? So we roll yeah. into StarCast the Hy- at the Hyatt Regency in Schaumburg. We keep plugging it like they're going to give us money or something. Give me a free room in Schaumburg. <laughs> Please. <laughs> if anybody at the Hyatt Regency in Schaumburg hears this podcast and has some pull, come on, hook us up for no reason at all. Just give Garrett and I a hotel room to podcast from for a night and marry, fuck, or kill the shield all in your hotel room. It's going to um, get messy. It's getting wild. Ooh-ah. I guess Anyways. I guess that guy that I keep doing is like if Dean Ambrose were a, a morning drive time DJ. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> it's the Lunatic Fringe coming at you live from Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> the Lunatic Fringe. Uh, so we roll in Thursday, and really our primary goal was we wanted to get we wanted to get our lanyards that you know had our ID on them, and we kind of wanted to get a feel what the place was going to be like because we were on Podcast Row the next morning. We didn't know what the setup was going to be. We didn't know who we needed to talk to. We didn't know where everything was going to be set up. And so we get in there Thursday night and we find out that they aren't really ready to receive us because it's already a madhouse. And the guy in charge, Dave, um, getting, he's getting called out right now. It's getting wild. Get the high reasons. She Schomburg. Is that just going to keep coming back? Is that the new Shane having a hard time breathing? <laughs> nah. No, it'll come up naturally when it needs to. Anyways, yeah, no, I I mean, you can take over from here, but like we kind of came in there knowing that they had never done anything like this before and that it may be a little disorganized. It may be a little bit of a shit show at times, but it took us a while to get our to get our lanyards. Uh, So, I mean, during that, though, we we just walked around the lobby for a couple hours where I feel like your head was going to explode there for a minute. I I think we've talked about it enough. It is wild that. You you simultaneously get used to it and don't get used to it to where you're walking around a hotel and you're seeing like not just people that you love from pro wrestling, but just fucking people that you don't think to think of like just guys like got women and men from the from the realm of pro wrestling that don't come to your mind necessarily every day. But then all of a sudden, oh, holy shit, there's Teddy Long and 
that kind of that kind of stuff happened the entire weekend where you're hanging out, you're minding your own business, you you peek up and all of a sudden I think I think I even locked up when Pharaoh walked into the building. Stuff like that. Pharaoh's a handsome dog, man. It's it's okay to be starstruck by an animal. But okay, so Thursday was really the only day we got to go enjoy any of the panels or any of the events cuz Friday we were working the whole time. Uh Correct. So what did we go see? We went to see Marty Skrull's karaoke. So we got yeah. to actually hear Marty Skrull sing Cold of Personality. We got, to see, we got to hear Marty Skrull sing a bunch of things. And I loved that he would like invite whoever he wanted up on stage to sing their song. And he kind of only halfway gave a shit. Like he would let them start singing, and then he would kind of peace out and go do something else. And then he would come back in towards the end to kind of rib on them. I got the vibe from some of these events that they were like, I didn't know we were going to do this. I wish, yeah. we had, I wish we had less to do this weekend. Yeah. Because it's already opening night and they're already throwing stuff at these guys. So, Oh, and they have the whole Bullet Club up there at first with him. And then eventually everyone just abandons him and he's up there by himself. So uh, one of the first people <laughs> that end up, you know, requesting to sing with him is Simon from What Culture? Yeah, that, that was sort of, that, that's a perfect example of what I mean when... People, like figures from the wrestling community. Like this is a guy that I watch on YouTube all the time. I'm a big like what culture guy, and seeing Simon that on its own is like oh shit. That guy I see in videos all the time is now standing in front of me. Oh, and he's up there with Marty Skrull. Marty and, immediately abandons him. Yep, and he had to sing "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go" all by himself. And I asked him later in the day because our table was just down the the way from what cultures. I said, "Is uh Wake Me Up Before You Go Go" a little longer than you remembered it being? I feel like that's the any time you go up for karaoke and you think you know a song, you realize like fuck, they repeat the chorus like twelve times at the end. Oh yeah, you gotta if you're picking something for karaoke, you might want to get something that's only a couple minutes long. But uh, uh, fuck, I got I got recorded I recorded some video of him singing Avril Lavigne. Why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? He had somebody in the crowd with a two hundred five live belt, and they tried to get him to throw it in a trash can, and he refused. That was interesting. That was interesting. It was interesting that like what I can't remember what the guy's name was, but he was extremely comfortable being a dick to Marty. Oh, you mean like he I, he was, was definitely not starstruck. Kid. Yeah, even more surprised. A high well, school obviously kid we went to different was not high starstruck. I was timid as shit in high school. I would have never yelled at Marty Skrull. He gave Marty the finger as he walked off stage, if I recall. That sounds about right. Yeah. So I think though the highlight of this night was uh, we ended the night by going to Botchamania Live. Correct. That was kind of how we ended Thursday night. And this was a weird thing. I, I mean, I haven't listened to Tony Schiavone's podcast. I guess he curses a lot on that one. Was not prepared for that. Was not prepared to hear Tony Schiavone talk about his dick. I had heard Schiavone in a lot of interviews over the last few years, so I knew he was way more comfortable and not constrained by being on turner television so i knew he could let loose a little bit i knew he he was the voice of like i want to say like the toledo Mudhens. he was the voice of like a minor league radio voice of like a minor league baseball team okay i was waiting for you to fill in the blank on what the fuck that was what was the toledo Mudhens? oh that's a yeah it's yeah. a minor league baseball team they're one of the more popular minor league baseball teams just because of their name 
but uh, yeah, it was. It, they had a panel uh, for Botchamania, and the tent was not like attached. It wasn't inside the hotel. This event for Botchamania was in a tent on the backside of the hotel that is like used for like receptions. And they had a big stage up front. And who was on the panel? They had like Ron Funches, Tony Schiavone, uh, Matthew from Botchamania, who was obviously like the the host of the event since it was his event. Oh, and he was fucked up when he showed up. I guess he had flight problems and. He had been awake for over 24 hours at that point, so I don't know if he was ready for Botchamania Live. And they had just made it seem like he had just gotten there, and they were already like putting him up on stage for this. Oh, one so. thing I did think... So I guess they told him, you cannot show anything WWE. Like, it's not, not going to happen. Correct. And he ended up showing a clip of something else, but had it superimposed to look like it was on the WWE Network. And I could tell that he thought that was hilarious. I saw from where we were standing on the side, I could see somebody run outside and they rushed in with Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. There was definitely a tone of like, fuck, we're going to get sued. I told him not to do this. It seemed like things turned out okay. What's interesting, though, is could they really have? I mean, was that just because it was started? Was that because it was streaming on on fight? Yeah, because people had to pay to see it. Right. So, so I think any that, WWE logos or anything that appeared were, but they, but they had, I don't, I don't know how that works because <clears throat> he's a fan, right? Like they can show WWE merchandise. They can show WWE toys and belts and all that stuff can appear on television. But the moment there's a screen on like, or something on a screen that has the WWE logo on it. Well, yeah, I guess because at that point, like if somebody's in the crowd wearing it, whatever, but if you show that that's deliberate. Yeah, I guess if he's part of the event, that makes it that makes it a no no. But I anyways, was, I was so happy you got to see one of my favorite botch clips, which is oh, the Super Dragon, Super Dragon at PWG. Yeah, that got a good response. But it was at this night. Uh, it was this night, partway through the show, like maybe right towards the end. Cody Rhodes, Brandy, and Scorpio Sky all walked out on stage together. Yeah, that was a big surprise. Um, like you said, we could kind of see back behind the stage a little bit because we saw Jarrett hanging back there, but Cody dropping by in the middle of the Botchamania set, people were pretty pretty stoked to see that happen. And he told a story that ended up having the punchline of the story just lived throughout our entire weekend. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and play Cody's whole, his, what did he say it was his favorite botch? It, it was a story about the worst match he ever had to keep in theme with Botchamania. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and play that clip now, and we'll talk after it. The worst match I ever had in my entire life. Yes! Yeah! It's on SmackDown. I was, right before the match, I, uh, I told Michael Hayes, because he goes, what are you going to do out there? And it was really annoying because he wanted me to tell him verbatim what we were going to do, and we were like a minute away from going out. So in a very braggadocious way, I said, we're going to fucking tear the house down. (laughs) So I told him, it's not what happened, though. (laughs) So we go out, this is pre-Yes Movement, Daniel Bryan, and uh, himself, and uh, uh, the original Sin Cara, the one that screwed up all the time. All the time. (laughs) And Ezekiel Jackson against... Myself, Ted DiBiase Jr., and Wade Barrett. So, at one point, Ezekiel Jackson is supposed to be the hero of this match. He's not even getting in until he gets that tag, that moment. He's going to be the hero of this city, basically. He's just going to light it up. But, unfortunately, Ted DiBiase Jr. didn't kick out. (laughs) 
Daniel Bryan comes in, shoots him to the corner, does the little drop kick in the corner. One, two, three. <laughs> and we're like four minutes into this match. It's a two-segment match. So I, I think, oh, I got a little experience at this moment. I'm going to make an audible. I look to tell Wade, well, let's just jump him. That's what I'm going to tell him. But as I turn, Wade is already up the ramp. He's, fur he's furious. So, okay, well, then what do you do? You do the whole... This, all right, you, you go to the backstage area, embarrassed, and it wasn't me, you know, it was, it was Ted. But I will never forget for the rest of my life what happened next, because we come into the grill area, and there is Vince standing up, headset off. And I, I make eye contact with him. Again, it wasn't my fault. And right before he can say anything to me, Ted Jr. blows by me. No fear. Looks at Vince and says, where is that referee? He was trying to fuck on me. And because it was such an awkward, unbelievable moment and an incorrect use of the F word and everything that goes into it. Vince just real slowly put his headset back on. Sat down. And we never talked about the worst match that I've ever had. Are you guys, are you guys having a good time? know we're going to make history, right? Yeah. All right. Enjoy the rest of the show. I just wanted to come say Thank hi. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that ref tried to fuck on me. <clears throat> that became a quote that we kept using. I'm still using it, by the way. Oh, that's we used a- it the whole weekend, but I can't get it out of my head. I actually used it Where's today. Where's that work? referee? Some... He was trying to fuck on me. <laughs> but you know what? They they had showed a clip. What was it? Was it Drew Galloway and 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 um, Johnny Gargano against some tag team? Yeah, I think it was in Evolve. Yeah, it was in Evolve, and there was a botch where the referee just refused to end a match, like on a submission. Like, he just refused to ring the bell for whatever reason, and then they ended up, like, doing it again. They showed the clip to Cody, and the, the theme Cody came away with was, oh, the ref's always right, guys. Like, you got to go with your ref. You got to respect your officials. But <laughs> fucking love the story that he told. It got a huge response. We have the video saved. We may post that up on our social media later today. But, uh, yeah, great, great drop-in by Cody. Great way to kind of end Thursday. Then I guess Friday was the the big day. We got to meet uh, 
meet so many people that day, just sitting in one spot and letting them come straight to us. Yeah, I, I remember being waking up on Friday and I was ready to go because this was I mean, this was the thing that we were there for. Well, I mean, obviously we were there, you know, that weekend for all in. But this was the day for us to kind of get the the predetermined pro wrestling hangout name out there to people, mingle. Uh, we were giving away two tickets to All In. That was the other thing. Uh, we I guess we got to give another shout out to Jace, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, so I don't think everybody knows this. We posted about it a little bit on social media. Jace Green, our winner of the contest we had, you know, a month or two ago, he couldn't. He ended up not being able to go last minute. And he was nice enough to give us the tickets back so we could do it again. So we had the Jace Green Memorial Second Chance drawing. So we had a list, you know, set up at our table there, which is like right. We were like right next to the entrance in the lobby. And we, we were there like we, we've already talked about this, but we were there from the like, you know, pretty early in the morning. And we were the last podcast row podcast at the end of the day. We were the last people there. We stuck that thing out all day, met a ton of people. So if you're one of the people who came up to us on Friday, thanks for stopping by. We hope you got a button and a sticker, maybe a business card. And uh, yeah, we were, we were, we set up shop all day. We, I don't think we, we, at this point, we still didn't know how it was going to work. We didn't know how they would be feeding us interviews, how many we would get, who we would get. We had submitted a top 10 list, like, which was a request for, if they had people they could send our way, here's who we would prefer. But that kind of went out the window immediately, wouldn't you say? Oh, that was never going to happen. That was, it was basically, well, I, you know what? I'll, I will say this. They did a good job of bringing us people on Friday. But, For sure. But it was going to kind of be just whoever they could get to come down the row at that time. We were not going to get that sweet, sweet Macaulay Culkin interview that I waited my whole life for. I do think that was the thing that if, if I had to give a negative review of anything from the weekend, they had really sold it to everyone on podcast row that like, okay, everyone that we say featured at podcast row, you, you may have a chance at interviewing, but that wasn't the case. Um, you weren't going to get to interview Kenny Omega. You weren't going inter- to get to interview Cody or the Bucks, but that's okay. Uh, there was still plenty of people there that we would have, you know, loved to have had the opportunity to interview and did interview. I will say and this, just sorry, going back to Macaulay for a second. Tight security. I yeah, go down. Macaulay I, had some tight security, didn't he? I go downstairs. I'm just trying to walk around. So there's a basement area that has kind of the vendor area where you can buy shit. I'm walking around, minding my own business, get a little push from a security guard. Stay away. Stay away from what? Macaulay Culkin. Oh, shit. So that's what happened. I, I did see him. He did not appear on was predetermined. It, was it weird that he was the guy who had probably the tightest security? Like Kenny Omega, Abushi, Cody, none of these guys had security as tight as Macaulay Culkin did. Well, Abushi can kick your fucking head off. And A lot of these guys could. Well, Abushi needs security just to keep that motherfucker in line because I guess they had issues with him disappearing at the airport and losing his wallet. I, honestly, that does that make you like him a little more? Does that make his character a little cuter? That he's a little careless or just like he that, gets lost easily? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fun character trait. That's a, that's, yeah. a, that's a for sure babyface trait. Like, if you told me the same thing happened to Flip Gordon in Japan, I'd believe you. This is why he doesn't like to travel. Because he knows what's going to happen. But, uh, no, I, I, sincerely, though, what, what do you think? Did you think that it was weird that McCauley had the tightest security? That they were trying to keep people away from him desperately? 
people were not afraid to swarm people at this event. Uh, I This one is kind of a weird one where all these wrestlers are at these tables all day charging money for pictures. But then the second you see them leaving the leaving the building, then people swarm them to try and get that free picture. And it was fun to see who allowed it and who didn't allow it. Yeah. Guy who allowed yeah, it? Janella. Uh guy who didn't? Cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, that 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 was bizarre. But Mc, I don't know. I guess of everyone there, he's probably the ac- biggest actual celebrity. But but at a wrestling convention? Like yeah, maybe maybe just if 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 all things are being equal if we're just out in public. Sure. But do you think he, that would be the guy to get people swarming around him? Like, fuck. I mean, like, I saw Eric Bischoff and, and, and Scott Hall and Kevin Nash walking around with less security. And those guys are fucking icons. And yeah, for but, wrestling. But my mom wouldn't recognize them. My mom wouldn't know who Macaulay Culkin right, is. Right. But to my point, your mom wouldn't be there. She might if she knew Macaulay Culkin was going to be there. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. I it was it, I, I'm not mad or anything. It was just... It was interesting to see who got away with what, and Macaulay wasn't prepared to deal with anybody's shit. He shut that. He shut that down pretty and quick. And at, at the time that I got a little shove from security, Macaulay Culkin was admiring the gobbledygooker. If that, if you're wondering like <laughs> what was going on, but uh, so we set we get there pretty early, and uh, we set up our you know our table. We're we're getting everything organized, and it's not too long after we get things hooked up that they they kind of just approach us and they're like. Blue Meanie in one minute. You guys ready? And we just kind of look at each other and we're like, uh, yeah. And then I look at you and I'm like, Derek, you got to ask all the questions. Like, I know. Like, who. <laughs> I was like, way to come prepared, bud. Hey, you handled it for me. That's why That's why we're buddies. You you, you had my back and I, I appreciate it. I have a problem it. taking over there. The, the, my, my one thing is it was a great interview with Meanie. We'll, we'll play that clip for you here in a minute. He was cool with us. He seemed like a guy that would fit right in with us. Like I could do this podcast every week with Blue Meanie. Guarantee you he wouldn't make me fuck Seth Rollins. Hey, you know, you you do the show with Meanie that he wants to do. <laughs> and when you're over here, you you get into some shenanigans. That's what's going to no, happen. He Blue Meanie was friendly and uh he's got a podcast too. She's so check him out. But uh we only got a few minutes with him. And, uh, oh, it was brief. They told us five to ten minutes. He, they basically took him away after two questions. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what the deal was there, but we do have a brief interview with Blue Mini. So, Garrett, if you want to go ahead and insert the, the Blue Mini interview right here, go ahead. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender. With me, as always, Derek Halpin. And joining us today, very special guest, the blue meanie say hello to the blue guy man how you doing guys hey awesome this is an honor to have you here oh you're very kind ecw and wwe legend <laughs> if, if i'm a legend i like you know you're I, a legend oh stop you're gonna make me blush <laughs> i'm gonna go from blue to purple <laughs> so uh hey nice meeting you Oh, thanks for having me. You are our first official big guest. Oh, well, well you know, I'm a size 56 waist, so hey. I guess I would. Uh, oh, oh, You're like, twisting my words. Like stature. Oh, I can't twist. I'm, I'm beat up. But, so, great to have you here. Um, what's this like for you? Like, is this, is this something that you foresaw happening, like this kind of event, like 10 years ago? Uh, for independent wrestling? Yeah. Not really. Uh, I mean, I guess the closest thing would be like ECW back in the day, right? Uh, with when we had CyberSlam and stuff like that. But this is truly 
an independent event of any company, uh, any promotion. Uh, I had said this before, like the first ever WWE, well, first pay wrestling pay-per-view ever was uh, the WWE Wrestling Classic, which was held here in Chicago. Now, flash forward all these years later, and you're having the very first independently run wrestling event slash pay-per-view on Fight TV yeah. with All In. And then everything comes full circle, kind of thing. And then you pair it with you know Starcast, and you you have like this beautiful, beautiful event where people, very like-minded people, are hanging out and sharing the thing they love. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, gotta ask a question here. Please, uh, that's why I'm here. Who came up with the concept for the Blue World Order? Uh, loosely, it was myself. Uh, we had been doing podcast. I mean, yeah, podcast. We've been doing parodies. <laughs> it's early uh, of just different wrestling uh, wrestling personalities, and it was just a natural evolution. NWO was the biggest thing in the business at the time, and I was talking to Al Snow once. I was like, "Yeah, man, we are doing parodies. We, you know, we should do uh, we should do the NWO. You know, we could be the BWO instead of the, you know, the the bad guy could be the blue guy." And Al popped for it, and you know. Me and Al, you know, he's like my uh, comedy soulmate. So, like, if he pops where I go, oh, ooh, maybe I'm onto something. Because he's the ultimate cynic, too. He'll, he'll, if he thinks it's bad, he'll shoot it down right away. <laughs> so he hung on to it. So I was like, oh, cool. And then I pitched it to uh, Raven and Stevie. They pitched it on up to Paul. And it's a matter of who played who, you know. Uh, you know, we're like, who's going to be Virgil? I was like, no, we don't need Virgil. <laughs> We got we got Hall, Nash, and Hogan. That's the, the you should three. go get Virgil now. I think uh, he I think he would uh, take the job. Yeah. It's um, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess uh, thanks for stopping in with yeah, us. Yeah, um, Before you go. Yes. Uh, do you want to get a sound bite real quick for him? Oh yeah. Would you mind? Uh, uh, just sure. Sure. People know uh, they're listening to Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. Hey folks, this is ECW Original and former WWE superstar, the Blue Meanie, and you're listening to Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. Listen, or they're gonna kidnap me and take me away, and you'll never see me again. Help! Help! So, anyways, that was our interview with Blue Mini. Very brief. Now, I was excited about the next one, though. This was a little bit later. Uh, they came through with, and they they basically walked over and like, "Do you know who Jeff Cobb is?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, I do. Get him over here." <laughs> Big Jeff Cobb fan. I think I was glad we got some more time with Jeff Cobb. Um, another guy, he he was really cool with us. I'm used to seeing him. I'm used to seeing him portray such a badass and a brute when he's when he's wrestling, and then he just kind of he was pretty chill with us. Oh, he's a guy that I after that I wish we could have gone and uh, eaten some snacks together. Yeah, he seems. Like, I don't want a beer with him. I want to go to a. I want to go to the junk food aisle and see what junk food Cobb's going after. Is it weird that we, we we had pretty good rapport with like an Olympian? Uh, it's the first time I've ever had any rapport with an Olympian. Yeah. Until we interview Kurt Angle, which yeah. we're destined to do. And maybe Rousey, then maybe. Michael then Michael Jordan. Was Mark Henry an Olympian? I think he was. He feels like he would be. I think he was. It seems it seems important. Either way. We told you a little bit about Cobb. Here's the interview with Jeff Cobb. Take it away, Jeff. Doing the mic check for uh, Wingstock. <laughs> Jump to jump. 
See, with I'm doing this, like it does feel kind of like Wayne's World, but okay. uh, it could easily just turn into Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live. Like, remember that time that well, you, that was awesome. Remember that time? <laughs> or, I was like, yeah, that was, yeah, Chris Farley was awesome. But. So how's your weekend go, man? This is this is crazy. Like independent wrestling is kind of the king of Chicago this weekend. Yeah, it's great to have something like this. Um, I mean, WrestleCon is like, don't get me wrong, WrestleCon is amazing, but then to have another something similar to it that's because of quote-unquote independent guys like yeah. Cody and the Young Bucks doing it it's it's amazing like pro wrestling can do big things if done right oh for sure and I mean like just seeing what you guys do down in PWG and then uh, I mean Ring of Honor everything right we just now. saw you a few months ago at AAW here in Chicago oh, so. okay. yeah I mean, were you yeah. doing that last night? I did. Uh, we did a <laughs> AEW show last night. Sold out. It was wonderful. Amazing fans, as always, from the Chicago area. And then, uh, yeah, I was down in Atlanta the other day and saw you uh, make a make a debut. Yeah, that Ring was, of yeah, Honor. That was me as well. Uh, that was. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, that. Uh, you weren't treating people too nice down there. No. Uh, well, because they have uh, this quote-unquote top prospect tournament, and I feel like. I am the top prospect. So I believe that. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to argue yeah. with you right here. I was very upset that I wasn't invited to participate in that tournament, so I'd say, you know what, I'm going to make my own uh, splash, if you will. How many people have Olympic experience in this top prospect tournament? Hold on. Uh, zero. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> zero. None. On a side note, Buffalo Wild Wings is right across this. Yeah. And I love Buffalo Wild Wings. I, I choose them over Hooters. Oh, you're, you're a B-dubs guy? Yeah. The yeah. wings are that much better. I think the wings are better at Buffalo Wild Wings. Well, see, I actually, in a, when I was in L.A., if you're ever in Burbank, I go to that Hooters because they would put on wrestling for me. Okay, well, then. That you, was, that was the what? only reason I went to <laughs> well, Hooters. That, there's exceptions to be made. Okay, Hooters, don't get mad at me. Don't spit in my food. Oh, no. <laughs> you just, you're going to be in a situation where you need Hooters help at some point. They're going to well, be like, oh, okay. no, okay. we listen to you on this little okay. wrestling to be, podcast. To be, to be fair, they're like, well, they won't recognize me coming in anyways. There was like, oh, Samoa Joe. Like, no, wait a minute. <laughs> I've done that a few times, by the way. So, yeah. Uh, I am not Samoa Joe. I'm not Samoan. If I was, I'd be a lot taller. <laughs> so, uh, are you doing Bola this year? I am doing Bola. Bola. I, Bola. I, oh, I'll be there. Oh, awesome. I, 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 I'm right now, knowing that you're here, top pick. Top oh. pick to win. Oh, man, we need to go to Vegas for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, last year we got to watch you and uh, Keith Lee just play catch with Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a br uh, last year. I made it to the finals. Well, okay, so last year the the it was in Reseda, in the yeah, Reseda yeah. building. That was one of the most roughest weekends of my life. We did a we had AEW that Friday or Thursday. Then we did Friday as myself and Matt Riddle against Keith Lee and Donovan Dijak. Three of the four guys are in WWE, by the way. What the heck? But, and coming, then, coming soon, man. And then the Bola tournament, and then three matches in one night was rough. Like, I was sweating. I got sick for the whole month of September because of that. That's that. brutal. But now we're in the new, the new uh, I think it's the Globe. The Globe, yeah. yeah. And there's air conditioning. It's, it's wonderful. Nice. You know, I hope Legion Larry still stops by to say hi. But you know, He needs I, to make a cameo. He needs at least a little cameo, but <laughs> I am not going to be mad about air conditioning. That place... Oh. It's awesome. I, I love mean, it. I saw I some of you guys it. grabbing water from fans during those matches. I, I don't do that because I know the fans pay their hard-earned money for the water, <laughs> and I don't want to be that guy. 
You don't want the Mark water? No, I walk down the street to 7-Eleven and buy a gallon. Yeah, so I don't and have then, to yeah, yeah. The per- perfect, perfect. Yeah. But so, on a weekend like that, I mean, how do you prepare to do that many matches in a row? The, I mean, indies, not- the indie schedule seems fucking nuts. It can be, if you make it that way. Well, like, right, you're, you kind of get to make you, your schedule. Yeah, but. like September, I think I have, like, 19 shows. Jesus. So, but, again, that's because I made it that well, way. Right, but, I mean, yeah. the opportunity for work is there, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, supply and demand. Not many people demand me, but I make it. I make oh, it a point. Like, hey, you better book me. Hey, we're seeing you in Ring of Honor. We're seeing you in New Japan. You're you're in demand. You're getting. You know. Okay, if you say so. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Well, thank you. Muchas um, gracias. Do you have uh, any more shows in Chicago this weekend? Um, well, tonight I will be at AEW at Logan Square again for night two of AEW. Okay. Nice, nice. Um, and then I will be here at Starcast, twelve to two. So make sure you come find me. Uh, I don't know if my name's on anything, but it's if you come in through the doors and you go downstairs, I'm in that area. All right, the okay. downstairs one. So it's like I know Brutus Beefcake's in there, Sergeant Slaughter's in there. It's where the tattoos are getting done. Oh, we we had a friend go grab a okay. tattoo last so night. So if you're gonna get a tattoo, you stop by me before you get to the tattoo. Gotcha. Okay, so go meet you, grab a tattoo. Yeah. Well, this meet is, me, buy some stuff, and then and go then, to the get yeah, a tattoo. Yeah. yeah Got to get yeah. The, the chosen one or the uh, Hawaiian strong style shirt. Uh, I didn't bring that with me, unfortunately. Oh. But I got a couple other ones. Uh, Ring of Aloha. For okay. My Ring of Honor. We're, we're in. We're in. Okay. Right. Sweet. Right, Wait. To... Are you telling me to cut it? Keep going. All right. We All right, can right, keep cool. going for a little bit. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah, let's keep going. Okay, uh, but yeah, so um, I will have four different t-shirts come on by. I will have 8x10s. I will have my action figure. It's not... You got an action figure? Yeah, uh, Figures Toy Company. If you go downstairs... I saw the... Yeah, yeah, there's a a display there. Like, all the the independent superstars are on there, but my figure's not there. It just got released, like, two weeks ago. How does that feel? It's wonderful. (laughs) Is that, like, a life achievement moment where you're like... Well, I almost retired. I almost retired after that. I was like... (laughs) I have an action figure. I'm done. So do you, I mean, have you uh, interact, had your action figure interact with any of your childhood figures yet? Not yet, um, because I keep mine all in the package. I don't okay. take it out. Is that, are you still a collector? Yeah, uh, so recently, now that I have a, a bigger house in Vegas, I have a room that's an a, a office slash merchandise room. And on the wall, I have action figures of people I've wrestled. Yes. It's like a collection? Yes. So I have that, and then I make people, I make them sign it. Oh, my God. And it goes on my wall. That is incredible. That's a First of all, that's just a great idea because mm-hmm. it's a visual representation of the body of work you've done. Yeah. Now, it's kind of hard because, like, there's a couple guys that I haven't had, haven't had the chance to purchase figures yet for, and I'm very picky on which figure I want. I don't want just the generic, like, for example, like, when I wrestled Rey Mysterio Jr., I don't want a Rey Mysterio... Yeah, throwaway figure. Right. I want the nice, the like the legends, the elite series yeah, the, or whatever. The elite, like the WrestleMania moment things. Right. I want. It, I I can't find it. Like they're just like, like a hundred and fifty dollars online. I'm like ah, I. Yeah. This makes me feel like now I need to start getting figures of the people we uh, interview. That's a great idea. That. But I, my wife does not allow the wrestling stuff in the house. Oh, okay. Well, she sent him. If you want to start that and put it in a box in the van down by the river yeah, right. you can uh, <laughs> you can start with my figure tomorrow at between 12 and 2 you can come down <laughs> Leah's listening to this she's like oh god Jeff Cobb just endorsed my husband buying toys hey, it's not toys it's action it's figures act- exactly there's like 39 like that, points yeah. of articulation on that thing I, 
I really don't know. If it's an action not. figure of an Olympian. She can't be mad. Good point. Yeah. That's that's. This is a great idea. You're gonna, now you're going to have a wall in your house of just everybody just we've saying. interviewed. Yeah. I hope we can get a uh, Ron Funches action <laughs> figure. <laughs> I'm sure you just make one. Yeah, just yeah. Well, I'm sure we can get one of the Funko Pops, design our own there. Yeah. Same thing. It's yeah. A, yeah, something. Well, All right. Well, thank you for sitting in with us. My pleasure. Hey, would you mind doing a sound bite for us real quick? Sure. Just plug in the podcast? Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me do my Casey Kasem voice. <clears throat> What's up, guys? This is Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Predetermined, dot, dot, a pro wrestling hangout. <laughs> I appreciate it, Jeff. Thank My you, pleasure. sir. My Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. What were some of the other interactions that we had? Like, you know, because I know occasionally I would wander off and I'd come back and be like, fucking Macho Man's brother just came and took some of our pens. <clears throat> so one of my favorite moments that I had from the entire weekend, I think it was you and Alex, Queen of the Ring, you guys had gone off to go see the way in late on Friday night. And I kind of had to hold down fort at our table for what was that? A little over an hour. And as I stated earlier, you'll see people come and go all day. And one of the fun things was anytime SCU SoCal uncensored walked anywhere, you could just hear from every corner of the room that they walked in, people recognizing them and going SCU. And that happened the whole freaking weekend. And they loved it. And they responded to it. And so you guys are off doing the weigh-in. And I'm sitting down at our table. And they they walk in through the lobby door. They make a right. They turn in front of me. And it's Christopher Daniel, Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian. And they're headed. It looks like they're going off to another, to another signing and a photo op. And as they pass by me, I take my right index finger. And as I say SCU, I say it slowly. And I spell it out with my finger. S-C-U. <laughs> and Christopher Daniel stops and everyone stops with him. And he doesn't look at me, but he saw it. And he points at me and he goes, say it again. And then I say, S-C-U. And he goes, there you go. And he takes off. God, it, it was Just I think surreal moments where you're interacting with these guys. Well, it's so funny because we were talking about earlier how a year ago couldn't, you know, I thought they would have been on their way out or Daniels was on his way out yeah. walking around this place. I mean, Cody was the king of Chicago, but Daniels was just as much up there as is most of those guys. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, you can't overstate enough. I mean, as over as Cody and the Bucks and Kenny were, I mean, SCU was right there with them in popularity and they had quite the line for their meet and greet and their photo op. So it was cool seeing them get the reaction that they did. It was cool seeing how over and how the reaction they got it all in, I think, kind of said it all. Oh, 100 percent. But you mentioned uh, that happened while you were or while I was at the weigh in with Alex and there, I don't know. I took a bunch of clips. Uh, Once again, I feel like the bucks went into nearly every meeting. Just like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give them a remember the Titan speech and everybody's going to fucking cry. And it worked. Oh, all weekend, everywhere they were, they're like, this couldn't have happened without you. You got to believe in yourself. All the, every time just like, I I did believe in myself. (laughs) <laughs> I show you Thank you all for coming here. The 
This is a huge weekend, and we are just very happy and proud to be a part of it. And we are happy because this, this doesn't happen unless each and every one of you come here and support us, and you guys are here, and we want to thank you for that. I feel like there's, there's this weird thing. It, it, it's a feeling. It's a movement. And I look out, and there's not a, a single seat that is empty. I feel like there's a, there's a thirst, there's a hunger. I think it's time for some actual good professional wrestling. I think it's time for some great entertainment. My brother, myself, my cast of outlaw friends, we want to present to you our vision of what we think is professional wrestling. And when we announced that we were doing a show and we wanted to fill up 10,000 seats, there were a lot of people who doubted us. They said, you can't, you can't fill up 10,000 seats. That's impossible. You know the names that you would have to have on that show for that to happen? Guess what? We didn't need any of them. I remember getting locked out trying to buy a ticket myself on my phone. And I said, I think we sold this thing out. But Matt, people still doubted us. I saw some internet marks say, you know what? They, they, needed, term, they needed thousands. <laughs> they needed thousands and thousands of scalpers to help them fill 10,000 seats. I don't, I don't think there's any scalpers out here. I think you all, did you guys all buy your tickets in time? Okay. I'm sorry if you had to pay quadruple the price. <laughs> hey, guess what? If there was any doubt after that, we put this thing on pay-per-view. So again, we're, we're, we're so thrilled, we're so happy. Uh, just this weekend alone, I, I tweeted out that this is the biggest thing, I can just feel it. This is the biggest show I've ever been a part of. There's a buzz in the air. I'm excited about professional wrestling. I feel like we're doing something new, something special, something that I think you, you'll be able to tell your grandkids. I was at the first All In. If there's gonna be another one, I don't know. I can't promise you that. I'll talk to you on September 2nd, but God, the way I feel right now, I wanna do like 50 more of these damn things. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> so, people have always said that you can't do this. You can't do that. You'll never get a t-shirt in retail stores. You can't do that. You're merely independent professional wrestlers. Then we gotta deal with Hot Topic. They said, you, you can't go get it. Your own toy? You, you gotta go work for the WWE for something cool like that to happen. And then, and then I, I signed my first contract to have my own Funko Pop. And they said, you have to have a platform. You have to be on cable television every week for people to know who you are. You know what, Nick and I, we created our own platform. It's called Being the Elite. 
So this is proof. This is actual statistic facts that if you want it bad enough, if you dream it big enough, if you stand tall, if you believe you can be elite, you can do absolutely anything. Because we're merely two white kids from Rancho Cucamonga, and look at what we have done. So tomorrow I ask you to march into the Sears Center. Let's make history. Let's party. Let's get loud. And let's have the time of our lives. Because you guys are all in. We're all in. They're all in. Our buddy Cody Rhodes is all in. The entire world is all in. Thank you. Yeah, um, it, I I listened to the audio from the weigh-in because, like I said, I was holding down the fort. You and Queen of the Ring got to go to that. But you said that, like, it wasn't what you thought it was going to be, but there were still moments to it that were pretty exciting. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a bad event by any means. But, I mean, I think when you hear that there's a weigh-in, you assume that every wrestler was going to be there to do a weigh-in and have a little, you know, a little face-off before the big show tomorrow. And basically, they just had a weigh-in with Aldous and Cody and nothing else. And then, like, even when Marty went up, he even said, I didn't know this was happening. <laughs> I guess that's wild for us because it feels like they, they were advertising every part of StarCast. I yeah, know, I guess pretty, they weren't as big. excited about it as we were in planning our schedules. Yeah. It but, makes, uh, it, makes it pretty easy to see why they weren't able to just give us the interviews that we were requesting for Podcast Row. Oh, they, oh yeah, they did shit in this thing like where there were two people hosting it. And at one point, they're like, all right, well, we're going to open it up for... Oh, no, what did they do first? Britt Baker came out to represent the women's match. Uh, she was the only lady there. And they, she walks out and she's like, okay, questions? And the whole fu the room, not an empty seat in the place... Everybody's looking at each other. Never announced that it was a Q&A. No one was prepared for it to be a Q&A. And now it's just awkward. Same thing happened where they were running late on something, and they just had the two hosts, and they're like, all right, the hosts are going to take questions now. It's Didn't like, somebody ask the women about the WWE Evolution pay-per-view? They did. They asked Britt Baker what... That was actually the very first question was, what do you think about this? And she's like, I think it's great. I think anything with you know, women uh, in wrestling is great but let's talk about all in. Right. So you didn't feel like there was good enough communication between, you know, the, the people running the event and the fans who were there to, to witness. They thought they were just witnessing away and it ended up being like a Q and a session a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, let's see. One of the highlights though, was during Marty's thing, just somebody came in through the back door. It was Penelope Ford and Joey Janela walks into the ballroom, smoking a cigarette, drinking a Bud Light. And he just curses up a storm. He is very, uh, yeah, he, you know, he's a bad, bad boy. And he went up there and was a bad boy. And I think what happened was there was nothing going on. So they're like, fuck, what do we do? Send him up there to kill time. And He'll be entertaining. Oh, he was. And then after him, Kenny came out and said, I'll be honest, I almost didn't make it here, which explained a lot.
of them trying to kill time is they didn't think Kenny Omega would make it. And he said, and after that profanity laden speech, there's no way we can end it on that. So I'm coming up here to say a few words. <laughs> but would, wouldn't you say the highlight of the weigh in just from, from my perspective on it, it? I mean, I guess it makes sense now that we know how all in played out, but the, having hangman page reveal before the entire audience that he was in fact the person who murdered Joey Ryan. Oh, that was that one of the pops the of the weekend. Response. Yeah. Which, you know what? Let's throw that clip in of uh, Hangman admitting to murder. We got that recorded as well. Did you murder famous dick wrestler Joey Ryan? I, I don't know what evidence you're, what evidence you're talking about. What it's public footage. It's Japan security footage. Everybody saw it. No, it that guy saw it. No. This guy saw it. Clearly not me. Clearly this not me. This guy saw it. He's telling oh, me. You think you, I murdered him? You must have you murdered ketchup boots. I don't think I said you think that I murdered him. You want to know something? I'll tell you. I'll tell you and I'll Lay tell you in this room. <laughs> you want to know the truth? Bring it. If you want to know the truth, the truth is that I murdered Joey Ryan. Strike that from the record. <laughs> There's no comment at this time. And remember, if the boots do not fit, <laughs> you must acquit. <laughs> yeah, just a uh, just a cool moment, like something you know interesting that we got out of Starcast. But overall, I I had a good experience with Starcast. I was very very exhausted by the end of these three days that we did there. Uh, and you know what I'm so fucking ready for? You're ready for Bola, aren't you? Fuck yeah, I'm ready for Bola. Bola's this coming this weekend. I'm <laughs> heading there on, if you're listening to this the day it came out on Thursday, I'm already, I'm headed there on Friday. Uh, but I'm just ready to get back to talking about wrestling again. I feel like the last few episodes, you know, we just already had them done. We haven't gotten to talk as much. I'm ready to just get these out there and go back to what we're doing. So in other words, our routine comes back next week. No, no all in, no Starcast stuff, uh, except for maybe the occasional anecdote that we may throw in in future episodes. But we're kind of wrapping up our Starcast and all in coverage this week. So uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the clips, the interviews, the audio. Uh, we had fun. I know that uh, it was cool. We made some friends Saturday while we were hanging out there. We we got to sit down with the. Uh, the best there ever was podcast, uh, which stars the curtain jerks, curtain jerks. Look them up. I'm actually wearing their shirt right now, uh, that they gave to us. They were nice so, boys. Yeah, they we, were nice. They boys. did. They did our podcast on Friday. We did their podcast on Saturday the next day and, uh, had good conversation with them. They should have an, that episode from us that we were on up soon. Shouldn't they? Yeah. I believe they, they, they said, said that they was going to be tag up. us. Yeah. They yeah. said they'd let us know. So we'll share that with you guys when it comes out. Uh, we do have a couple things that are kind of exciting to announce. Uh, we're going to actually start incorporating different pro wrestling correspondents for us. 
so I'm going to be at Bola this weekend with my buddy John. John is going to be acting as our West Coast correspondent, giving us updates on the, the indie scene down in Southern California. So while I'm down there, I think I'll record like a little bit with him just so you can get a little introduction to John. Meet him before you start hearing some clips from him occasionally at the end of shows. And who else are we going to be working with in the future? Metal Dave. You know him. You love him. We love him, too. Metal Dave will become a somewhat regular character on our show. Uh, the response to the uh, Deathmatch episode was extremely positive. We think he was a part of that. And he's a good friend of the podcast, so Metal Dave, how's it going? Excited to have you on board. And also, we have basically given Queen of the Ring an open invite. So when she wants to return to talk on the show, she's more than welcome anytime. I believe she's going to give us some updates occasionally from uh, different shows on the, the East Coast as well. So we're covering Midwest. We're covering the, the East Coast, the West Coast. We got it all. You're going to hear about all the different indie wrestlers that maybe you wouldn't have heard about before. We need to get a Canadian correspondent, too. Lowell, what are you doing? Lowell, my friend Johnny, if you guys are listening to this, call us. Was that it, Derek? You say that pretty much wraps everything up? I would say that'd be it for this week. Uh, kind of, are you sad that we're kind of wrapping up? I mean, I know you're excited to go back to our routine and get some more work done, but I mean, th th we pretty much squeezed what we could out of StarCast and All In, and we're closing the book on that. How you feeling? You know what? I'm excited to move on because this was a big thing for pro wrestling and I'm excited to see where it goes. And I have to imagine there's going to be a lot of cool shit coming out, you know, here in the future. But it's nice that I get to hop straight out of all in straight into Bola. One of my favorite times of the year. Uh, going to get to see Joey Janela again. Going to get to see Walter. And right now, PWG is going through some big changes. A lot of their guys are, you know, taken. They're over in WWE now or they're, you know, in New Japan. So I'm going to get to see a lot of guys I've never seen and then also get to see some guys that you and I have seen participate in PWG like DJZ. Big fan of DJZ. Also, while we're while we're wrapping this episode up, if anyone that is listening to this podcast happens to be going on the Jericho Cruise, which I believe is next month, we would love to hear from you because you and I had talked about it a little bit. I'm I'm thinking there may be a very similar vibe to how All In Weekend was on the Jericho Cruise and that you're trapped in a hotel-like environment with a bunch of pro wrestlers. Um, I don't know anybody who's going, but if any of our listeners are going, let us know how it goes. And also, send in your, uh, your Mary Fucker Kill picks for, for Roman, Dean, and Seth. And if you have one for future episodes, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested in hearing what that is. Yes. Once again, just please rate, review, subscribe. If you leave a five-star review for us, five we stars. will talk about whatever you want. It can be Mary Fucker Kill. You can make me watch something. I don't care. Garrett, that about wraps her all up. That about does it. As sad as I am to end our time with StarCast and All In, this is finally, you know, we're closing that book. It's done. And you know what you can do, Derek? What can we do? Hit our goddamn music. <laughs>